0: As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills.
1: The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is.
0: Learn more at meta.com/slash metaverse impact.
2: So, one of my favorite things to do when I'm bored is head on over to MyBookie. You know my Bookie, that our sponsor here on the show, and check out some of these crazy prop bets they have going on. So Uh, obviously on my book you can bet on any sports stuff you want we got march madness coming up uh nba is in full swing uh mlb just around the corner uh but on top of that you got some other very fun stuff on here so obviously religion you can bet on the next pope not a big expert in that field but i did look at that the other day i was clicking around the second ago and uh entertainment caught my eye some really interesting stuff here guys so if you like Game of Thrones, obviously the final season's coming up soon. We got Game of Thrones death matchups. Who will die first? So you got Arya Stark versus Sansa Stark. Arya Stark's a, uh, the favorite there. Minus 190. Sansa plus 135. Euron Greyjoy versus Theon Greyjoy. Uh, Euron is the favorite. Varys versus Bronn. Uh Varys is the favorite there. The Mountain versus The Hound. Uh, the Mountain is a, is a big favorite because he's kind of already dead, right? Spoilers. Uh, Melisandre versus Davos Seaworth. Jamie Lannister versus Tyrion Lannister. Jon Snow versus Bran Stark. Cersei versus Daenerys. Tormund versus Brienne. Brienne excuse me, and Gilly versus Hot Pie. So that's some fun stuff on there. Uh, you got real-life death matchups. Let's see. A little Regis Philbin versus Bob Barker. Uh, here's kind of a kind of a dark one here. Who will die first? This is this is dark. My bookie, you got Jerry Lee Lewis, Woody Allen, Bill Cosby, Roman Polanski, Jerry Sandusky, Harvey Weinstein, and Subway Jared. Uh, yeah, that's that one's is uh, a little bleak. Uh, but like I'm saying, there's all kinds of stuff on here that's interesting. It's not just sports. Uh, me personally, I love to get on and look at the uh, the esports lines. Overwatch League season two is going on right now. It's been great so far. Uh, Vancouver Titans, New York Excelsior dominated the league, uh, but they get they get lines on those matchups. They got all kinds of other esports. Obviously, I already mentioned the mainstream sports you got on here. Um, you also got MMA, NHL. There's golf on here. I know we got, we got a lot of golf fans on the show. Boxing, tennis, soccer, you name it. Uh, it's here on my bookie. So check it out. Head over to my bookie. Start a new account. Use our code Shark Twenty Five. Uh, and you're going to get $25 of bonus cash when you sign up. If you put in over $100 in your first deposit, you're going to get a uh, deposit match on that. Uh, and I really I can't encourage you guys enough. It's a fun site. I already told you some of the fun stuff you can do on there. Uh, and it's a great way to bet online uh, with my bookie. It's Simple. Um, you bet, you win, you get paid. It's that easy. Use our code SHARK25. All right, guys, we got another sponsor for you on the show. I've been talking about it for a few weeks now. I'm talking about our friends at Tix Blitz, the official ticket provider of the Armchair Media Network. Unlike other ticketing providers that sneak in extra fees and unexplained service charges at Tix Blitz, the price you see is the price you pay. Unnecessary fees shouldn't prevent you from seeing the sporting event, concert, or Broadway show of your choosing. So head on over to TixBlitz.com, enter promo code armchair that's the important part to check out receive five percent off so that's tick t i x b l i t z dot com. promo code armchair a-r-m-c-h-a-i-r tick splits guaranteed seats guaranteed emotions all right guys let's go on to the show Welcome to Land Sharks After Dark, your weekly dispatch from the dystopian reality that is Old Miss athletics. I'm your host Justin Sanders, coming to you on a Wednesday, middle of the week episode, uh, halfway through, more than halfway through. Hump Day is over. Uh, we're talking about Old Miss's triumphant return and uh, quick exit from the NCAA tournament. Uh, some other things. I got my co-host John Stefancic, with me, of course. What's up, John? How you doing, buddy?
1: oh am good. Huh. Hump days here come and go.
2: Mm-hmm. It's always we'll a good feeling. On. Get it behind us. Yeah. Uh, you weren't. You were. Uh, you were traveling last week. Is that right? Yeah. Didn't have you I was did, in Chicago for a few days. Did you? Uh, did you enjoy? I don't know if you listened. Uh, Austin Miller and Ryan McDermott on the preview March Madness.
1: I listened to most of it.
2: Thought it was pretty good. They they helped. I, I haven't checked my bracket, but they helped me make a bracket that. Last I looked, was uh, was tops in our podcast group. So, uh, so shout
1: out to the land sharks group. I think ten out of twelve or fifty percent or higher nationally. Pretty good. You're in the 99th percentile.
2: Yeah, it's by far the best I've ever done. Now, let me bring in our our other guests here uh, so we can discuss them full. Of course, we got our friend Wes D and returning champion, been on the show many times before. How you doing, buddy?
0: Hey, pretty good. Uh, I have a quick impression I want to try to do. Okay. All right. <clears throat> okay. This is, uh, I'm going to try to do a Hank Hill.
1: Mike Bianco is my baseball coach. <laughs>
0: That's an okay That's Hank Hill. It's not terrible.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Hank Hill would defend Bianco. And obviously, if you don't know, folks, uh, Wesson is the preeminent Mike Bianco hater, totally out on this season and this team. John, I think, and we're going to get into baseball later, we are got to talk about Kermit first, but. I, I think if somehow this team turns out to pull, like they get hot, they turn it around, there needs to be some sort of a punishment for Wesson that he commits to. Like, he has to own this somehow because he is, Wesson, you are all in on uh, Bianca's watch up and this team sucks. So. Well,
1: what's the negative ticket scale? You know, there's Table Cobbleson.
2: Well, yeah, he's, he's so negative, I don't even think he watches the sports or anything. And, you
1: know? then, there, and then there's, a, there's a Table Cobbleson, there's me, and then there's Wes on Bianca. Where does Wes no, on Bianca?
2: I think well, if, as far as baseball, he's more negative than you at this point. I think you're more saying, "Well, well, they got, some, they can figure it out." Maybe I think Weson just completely. Yeah, regular season's
1: done. fake news. Wes is pissed. He he's this. He's just this side of table. and pissed. Well, mm-hmm. table Cobleson's so pissed he's disinterested.
2: I think he is, but but that's a teaser. We'll talk about we'll talk about baseball later. I'll, I'm back on the bracket group now. So yeah, I'm in the 99.2 percentile. I think that's how you read it, right? 99.2. On the far right, by far the best I've ever done. Uh, Neil McMillan, 98.5. Very good. Uh, let's see. John, John, you fell you fell down to 86 because you had Ole Miss going to the Final Four. That probably hurt you a little bit.
1: 86 <laughs> percentile. Mean, uh,
2: if I wasn't in my home shit, I'd be all over this. It wasn't. Which one of these brackets is yours? What's your bracket called? Uh,
0: I think it's Kermit Kermit Davis is my dad.
2: Okay, so yeah, you're 86 as well. You're tied with John there. Uh, oh I believe that's Jacob Threadgill there at 90 in, in third place. He made a, a come from behind. Uh, and of course, thanks to everybody that joined our bracket. Um, worth noting, our uh, our experts from last week are 8th and 10th out of 12 in the group. But they did a great job. Did you guys read uh, the article that Austin had up on LandstrikesAfterDark.com? I thought he did a really good job with that. Good. It was great. Had some picks in there, um, previewed the oh, I didn't know Oklahoma did game. It. Yeah, I didn't know. Oh, that's cool. I'm gonna have to check that out. You yeah, go, yeah, you sure. can check it know. out at um, I'm not sure how many of his picks came to fruition. <laughs> Obviously, he did a good job previewing Ole Miss and Oklahoma's strengths. Of course, he did pick Ole Miss to win, that did not turn out to be the case. Um, let's let's talk about that game a little bit. I want to say it really seemed to me like Oklahoma's tournament experience was kind of a, a big boon for them. Obviously, nobody on this Ole Miss team has played any any game bigger than. Maybe like at Syracuse in the NIT that game they won when Terrence Davis is like a sophomore or a freshman. Um, I think would have been a sophomore, right? It was two years ago. Uh, yeah, and it was a big stage, and they kind of got off to a slow start. And Oklahoma was just nailing every shot. Ole Miss's defense wasn't really rotating. This was um, what Friday morning, I guess it would have been. Uh, unfortunately, I was I was at Buffalo Wild Wings. My boss wanted to go watch the game there. It was a it was a complete nightmare. Of course, Buffalo Wild Wings and Risley, Mississippi for the Ole Miss tournament game was just – that That Buffalo Wild Wings is already incredibly packed all the time. But, you know, I would have much preferred to, like, bring my lunch and watch at my desk and, like, sil- silently fume. But whatever, it is what it is. Um, yeah, I mean, what did you guys think about this game other than the fact that Ole Miss obviously got, like, destroyed pretty thoroughly? One of the worst losses of the first round.
1: If you lose at noon on Friday,
2: it never happened. That's my policy. That's not a bad policy. <laughs> But they did did get that experience. Now they've been to the tournament one year now. You know what they can build off this, right?
0: Sure, sure. I mean, to me, it's like the fact that we were even there uh, was—I was, you know—it's like this whole season because Kermit's such an elite coach. It's been like happy go lucky. I don't Mm -hmm. have the baseball angst for Kermit basketball games.
2: Right. Yeah. Well, I'm saying
0: I don't I, because I know he's such a good coach. It's like, well, hell, if if we lose this game, it's because well, we just don't have the depth. We don't have the talent
2: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: on the whole team. It's just like you know. I mean, he's hell. He's not gonna get. He's not gonna get out coached. I mean, I, I, I'll trust his. Yeah, I I like that, and you're right. Like, you can't go into every game
2: thinking you're definitely gonna win because of the talent deficiency this past year. But it does like as far as at least they're gonna, I think, play hard and keep the game close, which they did against like tennessee and kentucky and those those two late games in the season it reminds me a little bit of that feeling that you had like 2014 on the football like the defense like when when the, another team would throw a pass or something you just knew that the old miss defense was going to get the job done because they were so good that year it's kind of that quiet confidence i feel that same way about kermit's coaching uh at least through one season he's he's never really dropped the ball um and that's a get th- that feels good going into season two. It's about to be a really busy time for Kermit. We were talking before the show about grad transfers. Um, obviously, we're hoping that there can be a, a big talent influx into the program here. I don't think that uh, there's going to be a lot of carryover, at least in the post from, from this year. Obviously, Stevens has gone, Bruce Stevens. Uh, it sounds like Dominik Golnicek is going to be going back to Poland or Europe to play basketball, probably. Um, I Which I think makes sense. I mean... I think Kermit got everything he could out of out of Dom this year, and it's not really gonna it's not gonna happen on a consistent SEC type level. So, you know, that's fine. I'm
1: more I'm more interested in basketball recruiting than football recruiting.
0: Oh, absolutely. Yeah, because he, Kermit, it's like that's what happens when you get an elite qualified coach and you hire him. and he, he knows what the hell he's doing. I mean, he has a consistent plan of and who he wants to go after, and he's he can sell out the hell out of the program. I mean, it's, it's a good fit. I mean, it's just. This the sky's the limit with him. I mean, it's just you know he's going to want to take it. Who knows where? Really good places, places that Ole Miss so. fans like me included, you know, thought that we would never like see. And and part of that too is just like making the Ole Miss basketball brand more marketable. Because mm-hmm. you know, obviously showing up to the tournament, saying, hey, you know, these, you know, he's a great coach. They can they can play. You know, kind of. And getting yeah, getting
2: that um he he won SEC I mean, it, coach of the year. Uh from even the, better. Yeah, even more even more exposure. That helps with the with the recruits as well. I mean, it's a, I, I think having that kind of success in year one is um
0: is huge. Uh and Will Wade getting busted. That was pretty funny. Um yeah. that'll help with that Kadim Sai guy, I think.
2: Yeah. yeah, I think so. I don't know what's what's going on with the Will Wade case exactly. But I, I don't think we talked to, have we talked about it on the show. The other LSU scandal, John. Do you know about this? The uh, the foundation that um, ooh, this is juicy. It, it seemed like uh, LSU boosters were, were giving money to this hospital foundation that was then buying plane tickets and making cash payments to uh, to athletes' parents and stuff like that. Have you heard about this?
1: So they got so they were they pulled a freeze and were sloppy and got caught. Is that what
2: happened? I guess they were sloppy. Honestly, it's brilliant.
0: I mean, you're basically you're telling.
2: Producers. Yeah, and you're,
0: you're, you're hiding because you're putting it through this, like, hospital, yeah, it's, like, it's non-profit. Tax, it's, it's tax Yeah, There's, it's disguising those payments as, like, donations. What? So they can just, like, cover it, it up. It honestly was was a brilliant
2: idea. I'm sad that it didn't work out for them. Uh, we'll see if anything happens on the NCAA front. But I think uh, they're at least going to hear about it. Here, I'll pull the article up. Um, it was Our Lady of the Lake Foundation. So the headline says... Um, let me close this out. The headline on The Advocate says, Our Lady of the Lake fundraiser John Paul Foonz took $810,000 $810, and acted alone, audit says. So, of course, that makes perfect sense. Um, let's see. Diverted more than $810,000 of donations for his own use. At least some of the money was used improperly to pay the parent of an LSU athlete. Um, do, 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 I'm trying to get down where it talks about the... Over several years, he orchestrated a series of fraudulent transactions that involved the purchase and distribution of gift cards. Sounds familiar? Charter flights and payments to individuals, including forged documents, invoices, and signatures. He misled hundreds of people in and outside of our organization, the statement said. Um. So, yeah, that's going to be really fun. The forensic investigation also revealed two instances between Foon's and LSU. Um... LSU confirmed that Lake officials told the University general counsel of the two findings in- involving fumes. Um He reportedly gave foundation money to the parent of an LSU athlete, ostensibly as wages for a job. Uh, t- 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 yeah, so that's that's a that's a good one. I just think the idea of having a foundation where you could tell boosters, hey, you could help get a player to play at LSU, and you can write it off on your taxes. I mean, that's that's next level. That's well beyond anything Freeze could have uh, could have come up with. That's some that's a professional cheating right there.
0: Well, I want to say I'll say this too that what I know from talking to people, some people uh, in Oxford, like a lot of times, it, this I'm sure they still do it this way. But you know, like with with Chris Jones, for example, mm-hmm. you know they what they do and St- State and Ole Miss. What I've kind of understood is you know they'll kind of do what LSU did, but instead of doing it through a hospital, they do it through a church. Okay. And, yeah, yeah, and yeah. So like, I've heard so, so yeah, yeah, You you donate to the church and stuff, and you know you donate to the church that usually a family member or parent of that athlete goes to. Right. So then, yeah, they get the money through, like, a church foundation or something. Cecil Newton Congregation of God? Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, Cecil
2: Newton did that, right? Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah.
0: Well, the thing is, though, that they'll never touch – they'll they'll touch a hospital nonprofit, but, like, they'll – for some reason, like, they just will never touch a church. Yeah, they'll never touch a church. Yeah, exactly. I'm surprised you didn't do that. brilliant. Yeah, it is It's very smart. Why didn't Freeze funnel money through a church? It seems too I mean, perfect.
2: Like, Maybe he thought he was above it.
0: Well, no, I think they, did, yeah, I'm sure they he did. They they tried to get Chris Jones, but at the end of the day they couldn't like see, um because Chris they Jones, Jones's way mom way was like one Chris Jones's coach is a huge state I was guy say, and I then I think his coach was in on it, too, yeah. But the thing is too his mom was like so she was like so you committed to state first, so you need to, you know, you need one. to honor yeah. honor this, you know, and of course I think like he wanted X amount of dollars to go to Ole Miss and like Ole Miss was like, No, we can't we can't give you that. Well, that sounds, so we yeah, have to state. Silly. I guess we already tapped out that year.
2: We had to we were already making the secret <laughs> bid on Laramie Tunsell to go
0: behind George's back and FSU. I've and all heard that. Chris wanted fifty. That doesn't sound like very much. I know, but apparently we couldn't handle it. We Go about, figure. So
2: that's, yeah, that's that's amateur shit. I don't, but at the same time, that is amateur shit. I can't even imagine uh, Chris Jones and Kim Dietsi on the line at the same time. That just would have been more talent to waste for Freeze. It would have been
0: just even more annoying, so it's fine. Whatever. Uh, uh, him and like Kim Dietsi and like DJ Jones and Woody Hamilton and uh, Channing Ward on the same silly. line together. Oh, my God. Well, 14, God. they had that guy from Madison Central, too, the senior, with Brian Brown. Oh, yeah, Brown. Brian yeah. He's my age, yeah. No, he he's all Brian the Bennett, line that's together. his name, yeah.
2: Yeah. Oh, my God. Um, so back to Kermit, obviously, yeah, great first year for the the first-year coach at Ole Miss. Good job, Ross Bjork. Uh, I will say um, it's cool and all. It's cool to hire a coach from a mid-major that can take an existing roster and take them to the tournament in year one. That's cool. But if they had hired a real coach, someone with a reputation – um maybe they could have gone to the tournament in year four and lost to liberty in the opening round you know that's that's what a real coach does like a a a coach of the reputation so oh, what what, shots we might, what we might yeah. have yeah, yeah that my... that definitely took the sting <laughs> off of uh getting blown out by oklahoma <laughs> state fans had about five hours to gloat before uh they exited against liberty's first ever NCAA tournament win. Did you see Hugh – and Hugh Freeze fulfilled I was hoping he would do this. He, and he, he did. T- he tweeted about it and uh, kind of took a victory lap on that one. That's – that's. Um, I, I don't like Hugh Freeze at all. I think his Twitter is an abomination. I wish he would just go away forever. But for once, I enjoy something he posted. Uh, Hugh Freeze gloating about Liberty beating State
0: in the NCAA tournament. That's that's glorious. That's pure Freeze right there. And all my State coworkers didn't really even talk about it. And I just whistled Dixie like – you know how you doing guys not even bring it up no dude so state fans immediately acted like they never cared
2: at all and they're just like it's baseball yeah. they're they're like i'm actually more mad that we lost to auburn in baseball tonight i don't care about basketball at all i mean it's really sad that's i mean i i don't feel bad for uh for moorhead or that's not their that's their football coach who's the uh who's the basketball coach Howland. i don't feel bad for him because uh, he's kind of a goon, and and I just I don't think he's a good coach. But it is funny that they have this like quote unquote big name coach, and the support for their program is just abysmal. Like they care so much more about the women's team. Uh, it's kind of crazy. I don't know. I mean, maybe I'm just being sexist, but I don't. I, you don't see that. I don't think you see that in a lot of other places. Maybe like at UConn, but see, even at UConn, they're a big basketball, like men's basketball school too. So I don't really know of any other school where. The women's basketball
0: team is more popular than the men's basketball team. Well, the thing is, too, state actually has a really proud, you know, basketball tradition, like men's basketball tradition. It's yeah, just the last how years, right? I mean, they went to yeah. the final four in '96. Well, yeah, I know. It's just like that. That with this team, like they were expecting a lot more.
2: I guess and- so, but they got a five seed. I mean, that's pretty damn good. But at the same time, if we got a five seed, and obviously there were several twelve-five upsets this year um but still i i think if, if if you get a five seed you hope that you can knock off liberty you know
0: well yeah and this is the thing with state though like when that something like that happens they just kind of pretend like kind of write it off like oh this doesn't exist like we're calling dan mo and don merlin's so like we'll <laughs> call him by his real name it's kind of like that's just kind of this weird like uh-huh. okay that's you, you know you can do you i'll just quietly judge you in my office <laughs> that's, that's them that's, that's them for it but yeah uh what any other
2: any other games from the first weekend of the NCAA that you guys enjoyed? Um, let's see. I, Tennessee I,
0: I, Iowa was fun.
2: Yeah, that was a good game.
0: John, yeah, did you watch
2: any?
1: Uh, UCF. It feels like they did everything right.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah, that was a good game too, man. What a heartbreaker for them. I Just trying for best play and luck.
1: Sometimes you just get lucky on these things. Yeah, oh, we know that. Kansas out of the gym. Michigan State of Auburn can shoot that well against Carolina.
2: Hey, Auburn almost lost on Thursday, too. Like, Auburn really almost lost really, to New Mexico really State. They got
0: lucky.
2: Yeah, they were playing like shit in the end of that game. I like, want, that was crazy.
0: I want, because I want, Bruce Pearl with the NCAA history, man, it's like, oh, my God, I want them to go and, like, and win it because then we can say we beat the national champion twice (laughs) yeah that would be cool this is is
2: like your thing about lsu you want lsu to win you just want to see like
0: people with with uh i want to see the people in power have to give that trophy to a cheater and that look on their face of hopelessness and despair yeah i live off that kind of stuff
2: (laughs) Perils charges obviously he did a lot worse shit and obviously he just had to fire an assistant for being involved in the FBI scandal and all of that, but the actual oh, thing they got Pearl
0: on was like stupid as hell, like the barbecue at his house and all that. Oh yeah, here's the thing, uh, you know that assistant was Steve Forbes, the really good coach. That was, um, I think he's at East yeah, Tennessee, at East
2: Tennessee, yeah. But that, you're saying that was at Tennessee, but no, Pearl just had to fire somebody at Auburn.
0: Oh no, oh, I was talking about originally, like yeah, okay, no, wrong but I'm saying, miscommunication. Still, but Steve yeah, Forbes yeah, yeah. was the ball he, he, but the thing is. This is great because, like, Forbes, he got a show cause because the NCAA wanted him to slip on Pearl. And Steve Forbes is loyal, and he's like, nah, hmm. I ain't a rat. So they gave him, like, a two year show cause, and then he just, like, said, all right, fine. And, like, went to some Juco and, like, one big in Florida, and then got the job after his two year show cause was up That's at funny. East low, Tennessee, low, which is awesome. Barney's trying
2: to figure out when his loyalty is going to pay off for him. Yeah, I mean, all his players just sitting on miss, dude. From Jones. Yeah, uh, that is funny the Steve Forbes thing. Uh, I was gonna say it didn't. That's kind of similar to to Kermit's
0: past, right? That was uh, he got in trouble yeah. at A and M for that, right? And the uh, I think it was what happened when I was reading is like that the assistant was like helping Kermit cover it up, and then the administration like found out, like the the the, the lead tiners of the world, and oh, man. like turned it over to the NCAA and like screwed him. So he had to like lead sh- oh. voice. Yeah. What is he doing now? I don't know. Oh, he's at TCU, I think. Oh. He's the, he's yeah, their general counsel right, at TCU. Right. That's funny. I actually, um, when I worked for the state, I audited his wife. She had like a flower business. She ran out of her house, and they they were nice. I mean, they were nice people, but I didn't I didn't talk about the NCAA tournament. I, I asked <laughs> him about it once. That's good.
2: The NCAA investigation. That's good.
0: Yeah. Sorry, not the tournament. <laughs> I asked him about it. He's like, I can't comment on that. I'm like, uh-huh. well, of course he we're can't. off the record. Of course he can't. Oh, um, well, I know. I just seen what he'd say. I'd,
2: no, like, I know. I Get saw uh, I saw something about the the guy from Mississippi that's like a administrator in Nebraska that quit maybe going to come be the chancellor at Ole Miss it's not clear yet I don't know. Oh,
0: that sounds cool. I'm um, hopeful man.
2: Apparently something like, <laughs> won't like him. Yeah, like I I think he's qualified. He was like the chancellor <laughs> of their whole system at University of Nebraska so. Oh,
0: nice. I mean,
2: I don't know. They 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 hired Scott Frost so. Oh, I, how long has he been there? Uh I think since like 2015 or something like that.
0: I would just say, oh man, if he was there, like when if he was one that hired help hire Bo Pelini, I'm like all for it, baby. Bring him down. <laughs> but I don't are, love Bo Pelini.
2: But I don't know. I really don't know who the uh, who the leading candidates are for chancellor. over in the no dark on that one. Either. Uh, um, but yeah, so you just gotta hope that Kermit, I guess, learned from the uh, those those dalliances decades ago at A and M when he got popped by the NCAA and won't make those same mistakes again.
0: Yeah, no, I don't. I don't. I don't
2: even I don't know exactly what he did, but something I need to look into. Um, let's see. Obviously, uh, U.C. Irvine upsetting who they beat. They beat a four seed. That was cool. I forgot who it was though. Uh, Kansas State. Yeah, I picked that one. I picked that one in my bracket. Nice. That's why my nice. bracket's so good? My bracket's baller. Um, y'all think the SEC teams make it to the Final Four? Let's see. We got Auburn, Kentucky, and Tennessee left in. I believe.
0: Yeah, I mean, I I hope one at least one of them makes it. Don't really care who. I prefer you know Auburn or LSU because the NCAA uh, thing. But let's look at let's look at the matchups here. Um, so we got LSU is playing Michigan State, I think. That's that's gonna be that'll be a good one. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, then LSU, Houston Michigan is playing State, Kentucky yeah. too.
2: Kentucky should be able to win that game, I think. Uh, this Houston.
1: have in the Elite Eight. If they advance, then the higher seed advances through. They have Duke. No, they had a. No. Uh, Houston have has. Car- Carolina and then
2: Tennessee yeah. would go to Virginia. Uh-huh. all through, right? Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yeah, Tennessee plays Virginia if they beat Purdue, assuming Virginia beats Oregon. And then LSU would play Duke if they beat Michigan State and Duke beat Virginia <laughs> Tech. And, uh And then if Kentucky beats Houston, they would play either Auburn or North Carolina. Uh, okay, so I forgot LSU. So there's four SEC teams left in um didn't houston's coach just get hired by uh by
0: arkansas i think that's the word on the street is once a tournament over he's gonna take that job i wonder if that's gonna distract him i don't know yeah but kevin sampson man he's a hell of a coach i mean man this league was already it's just even getting even better and then buzz williams is probably gonna go to a and M. I i mean that this league is gonna be stacked
2: i was gonna say we already knew about a&m but now since we last recorded i think uh Bryce Drew is out at Vandy Avery Johnson's out at Bama and now Mike Anderson out at Arkansas if Houston's coach goes to Arkansas that's a good coach I was seeing the name for Bama but I forgot who it was did y'all see this
0: oh it's the guy from Buffalo uh, right the Nate Buffalo Oates.
2: coach that's another good that's another good hire not sure who Vandy's gonna get but yeah I mean I'm all for it I think the more good coaches in the league the better that 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 way you can go nine to nine and get in and shit like that you know yeah that's, that's, the, the better
0: quality teams from top to bottom and also uh, you know Stephen Curry can shut the hell up because that's may- you his basketball is like leaps and bounds better than it was like five years know, ago. I didn't know that was one of his things, but yeah, obviously. Yeah. He's, he's too, he rise. constantly gets on his, on, I, I like Pep, and I like, I love the podcast and everything, but he'll like, Oh, you know, the SEC, you know, sucks in basketball. And it's like not, not anymore, dude. Good, no.
2: But yeah. Uh, yeah. It's I pretty never, damn I good. I don't listen to that show anymore, but uh, they, you know, they're smart guys, him and Bill Connolly.
0: Yeah. yeah. Um, oh yeah, they are.
2: Yeah. So I bet, I think I'll pick Kentucky to beat Houston. North Carolina to beat Auburn, um, Tennessee to beat Purdue, and Michigan State to beat LSU. That seems that seems right to me. So in the Elite Eight, we'll have Tennessee and Kentucky in my Final Four. I, I have Tennessee. I like
0: I like Tennessee being good in basketball again. It just makes the league fun. And hope you yeah, know, and they're you know, them. they're
2: they they have a good coach, and they're also they're a team full of seniors. So you know that's fine. I'm not super worried about it moving forward. I think this is this is what happens when you. Get a veteran team and you coach them up, and that's that's cool. I like that. Hopefully, in a few years, we could be a team like that.
0: Well, I just like I just like seeing other SEC teams like going this far that aren't Kentucky.
2: Yeah, like I mean, uh, I, like, I like having Kentucky. No,
0: if Auburn still, if Auburn
2: beat North Carolina, oh, that'd be awesome. It would fuck my bracket, oh, but it would be awesome.
0: Oh yeah, that's great, and that's even more SEC basketball brand recognition out there. So honestly, even more I think notice. Bruce
2: is a is a pretty good coach, but I I uh, I think their team's kind of dumb. I don't see that happening. And same with the, for LSU, they're good, but with their
0: interim coach, I can't imagine them beating Michigan State. That's that's a tall yeah. Task. I mean, the thing is with two with Auburn, it's like I don't think they can stay as hot as they were against mm-hmm. Kansas. I mean, maybe I understand. Now you can't shoot that well every single game. No, I don't think. I don't,
2: I don't think so. I think North Carolina will shut them down, but we'll see. um But yeah, that's their, that's your basketball update. Obviously, we'll be keeping an eye on Kermit's recruiting. Graduate transfers, all that stuff. There's also I think still a possibility of some uh some high school recruits that could play next year. Um I think after the tournament Henson was talking about a guy that they were trying to recruit. Um I think he was actually signed with Vandy, but he got his release because uh they fired Bryce Giroux. Yeah, uh Austin Crowley. Yeah, it's like a six six guard from uh, West Point that plays at Sunrise Christian, which who else went to who else went there? Did Sae go there? Henson. Hints yeah, him, and is. And Saez? Right yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, So, yeah, a little pipeline there. So, that's a possibility. And then um, there's another guy, I think Jamie in Brakefield, that might uh, – he's a, he's like a 2020 recruit right now. There's a possibility he could reclassify and, and be on campus next year. And then you already mentioned uh, Kadim Sai, who's a JUCO guy, um, who's a big man. If they could get him in, that would be huge. If they could get him in, like, a graduate transfer center, we could actually be really good in the post next year. Well, going uh,
0: Yeah, Sean Robinson, the guy from Arizona that were recruiting really heavily. It's like a 6'11 power forward. But he's, I, a, I think, he's, a, he's a 2020 guy, right? Yeah, but there's apparently been word that he might be able to reclassify, too. Oh, really? That would be insane. But obviously, yeah. But yeah. it depends on, like, I think it'd have to be Brakefield, is the guy that and Cy si have to kind of kind of lead it and then I think he would try to follow but wow. you know we'll see That'd so I'll crazy, to, yeah. I'll have to, to I go I yeah really no, so, it
2: would I know so for next year so yeah the future's bright for uh for Kermit Davis good job Bjork it pains me to say that how much
1: over basketball roster year to year versus most uh, a lot of other sports yeah to, I think part in- of
2: that's yeah. the product of how small the roster is yeah, you know you have okay. to be really selective with your spots
0: I, I want to talk about, too, some of the guys, some of the grad transfer. Um, most a, of them are post players that they Kermit's a lot going of, after.
2: Yeah, yeah, let's we'll talk about But they had a lot of wasted spots this year. Um, yeah, I for think, sure. I think Kermit is, is worried about that. That's why he's going to process maybe guys like Zach Naylor. Yeah, and, he, and, he um, offers who, nothing. Who do you want to talk about, grad
0: transfer Uh Well, he's – so one of the guys is like a forward, like a 6'9", kind of forward combo center, Um, and he's a guy that plays at uh, – Oh, oh crap! It's like a small college. Um, it starts with a B. Um, um, let's see here. Is it, Buck, I think it's like Bucknell.
2: Buck, Bucknell. Bucknell. Yeah. Um, Nathan Cestine.
0: Yeah, he's one of the guys that seems like he'd be a pretty good player. And then the other guy is the the center from Valparaiso. Uh-huh. Um, he's the Derek son. Submits. Yeah. Okay. So he's he's his, he, he's banned. We're not taken, no Valpo well, at Please hear me <laughs> out on this one, because his dad um, was a famous no. NBA player. His no. dad was a famous NBA player for the Pacers, and he was known, his dad was known as the Duncan Dutchman. Oh, um, I like that. I like the Duncan Dutchman he go, Oh, man, it's so awesome. Like He was like a fan favorite in, uh, in Indiana. He'd go like... You, his like highlights and oh, that's he was like a seven foot center that uh, but Sest- I mean, yeah, I, mean, I understand with Dom
2: at Bucknell, averaged fifteen point eight points, uh, eight point five rebounds, fifty three percent field goal percentage. He shot eighty percent from the free throw line. Uh, I love that. Let's look at Derek Smith's stats. He uh, he averaged twelve points this year, five point seven rebounds. Um, shot. Yeah, he, 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 he's a. 59% field goal percentage. That's pretty good. He's a center. He's a seven-one center. That would be huge. Uh, I don't have his blocks on here, but I would hope he got some. Got some blocks. So here we go. Um, yeah, he averaged one block a game. That's pretty good. That'd be legit.
0: Yeah, his dad was the Duncan Dutchman, which is like the greatest NBA name. That's pretty ever. Uh, yes, yeah, so that
2: it would be I, huge I, to get him. Yeah, I like that. I, I, I'm sure there's a lot of competition for these grad transfers. And there's
0: also a guy um, that's playing at Louisiana, played at Louisiana Tech, just like a six-seven like forward,
2: Anthony derougie
0: um, Yeah, he, I think he would be pretty good too. But the thing is, like you know, I know, I know, John, I know you're hesitant about another European center, but I mean, I'll trust Kermit and his staff's evaluation to go get a couple really good grad transfers or multiple to fill post needs. Yeah. There's... we're not we're, we're not taking Valpo players I'm just taking <laughs> <laughs> Okay, well. Um <laughs> the policy.
1: Let's
2: see. Oh, this guy and then it looks like they're in on somebody uh that would have to sit next year and then play Noah Hortsler has one to play after that. Uh let's see his stats from North Florida. He uh this is a tweet. I so saw he averaged 16 points this year. Um and let's see, nine point three rebounds. So yeah, that would be good to have Sash on the bench for next year. So yeah, Kermit's obviously doing work on the trail. The future is bright. We will keep an eye on that. So that's that's Bjork's success story for the year. Uh, let's talk about I think what Weston would argue is uh a blem- another blemish on uh on Ross Bjork's record. The continued tenure of Mike Bianco. Um, I just I want to let you take it away, Wes, because I can't I can't even you this is your this is your passion project is hating this baseball team
0: i saw the angst and anger because i was at the black monday i sat behind home plate and i heckled the ump he, the whole time cause you were there you
2: sat behind awful. the home plate against tennessee I did.
0: tech one oh, of my so that is rough. my friend that i i get all that that's like knows a lot of the coaching staff football wise. Like, like hey man like we gotta go to this game and i feel like it's gonna you know, I feel like it's going to be great tonight. Like, I think Ole Miss is going to break through and it's going to be special. And I was like, dude, I'm telling you, I don't have a good feeling about this. It's not going to be very much fun. It's going to be pretty bad. It was. And he, he's like, listen, you could go. I'll buy you dinner. And I was like, all right. Wow, <laughs> so nice. we went. And it was terrible. <laughs> it was horrible.
2: Yeah. Was and I would there. see
0: Chase Cockrell strike out again and again and again and again. And even with at the bottom of the seventh with the bases loaded, he, he, he What's struck the out. T- Chase Cockrell.
2: Is that true? Yeah, yeah, he is, yeah, I think that's true. Yeah, he is Chase Cockrell, yeah.
0: Yeah, might as well be because he can't freaking he's, hit a curveball.
2: God. To, to Chase's credit, he had a, some big hits last night. Uh, he drove in two runs, almost one by three, driven two in the ninth. Uh, but, yeah, when we saw him starting, he's been starting out right field more. Uh, it's kind of a head scratcher. Like, he's, a, he's another dead spot in the lineup. Um, and his defense is terrible. Like, he, he gives up runs out of the outfield all the time.
0: His defense is almost as bad as Tim Rose. Yeah, it's it's really bad. Um, I mean, it's one thing if you sit in like if you sit in like like Dillard, like or you know Keenan Wise, it just of course, you know, yeah.
2: But, but he's, he's not. not. Also, yeah, Dillard's defense is fine. He's a much better defender than Chase Cockrell.
0: Oh, absolutely, and he's faster than people give him credit for.
2: Oh yeah, he's, he's the best base runner on the team. And all of that has to do
0: with um, game sense, since it's basically. If Dillard was just a few inches taller, he would kind of – because his build, he's so stocky, he kind of mm. remind me of Bane from uh, the Batman, the Dark Knight <laughs> movies. I wish he could, like wear like a mask and like break opposing like, pitchers' backs. Yeah, but yeah. Dillard sweet. and Keenan
2: uh, are both still having good seasons at the plate, but the lineup overall is is struggling. Obviously, a big part of that I think we attribute to uh, to Gray. Kind of not only, and here's what's really disappointing: is not only is Gray struggling at the plate at times. He's made some crucial errors. Obviously, they just lost the series to Missouri. They lost Friday night, and they lost on Sunday. That that Friday night game, they lose 2-1. One of the runs was given up in the first inning on a terrible error by Greg Kessinger. Uh, that's just unacceptable from your, your junior shortstop that's supposed to be like well, all-American like, And quality. This is not fair
0: to say, but that's a play that like Kevin Mort, you remember Kevin Mort? He was one of my favorite Ole Miss shortstops. You know why? I was. That's... Because he never really made any errors. He always filled a ground ball. He balls made corner. the routine plays. And so, you know, Zach Cozart would have never missed that. Or Chris Cozart. Oh, it was, a, dude, it was an easy
2: play. He, not only did he did he not who, make the play, he booted it into the outfield.
0: Who
1: flopped more? Who's having bigger flop junior season? Kessinger or Errol back in 15?
2: I think, see, this is the the real question Well, no, is, 15,
0: is, Errol was only a sophomore. Oh, whatever. Errol? A, uh... I think Errol well, see, maybe
2: was better than Kessinger at the end of the day. That's what it's feeling I like. Say, I would agree. And that, that's, yeah, uh, I would and agree I, to... I think we expected as a yeah. freshman that Kessinger was going to have the better career, but it's not working out that way. Nah, I mean he's a he's a legacy. He kind of gets to play by the right of being a Kessinger. But yeah, but I mean, that's, that's obviously hard. Like that's say. what it is. I don't know. Maybe we can turn it around. I still like him, but I think Sir Video is a better. Defender at second base, at shortstop, in the outfield. video is doing a pretty good job at leadoff hitter. I I wish they would move Gray down to like six, honestly. Or seven. Some
0: people say they want Olenek to lead off, but it's like you don't want that either because they're gonna. Olenek is so super aggressive; he's gonna hit a lot of like first pitches. Yeah, and he's I gonna think get Olenek, you a lot did, Olenek
2: did lead out, lead off a lot last year when he was on that hitting streak, right? I mean, it's possible. Olenek's having a decent season as well. I mean, yeah, you can say he he gets a lot of balls to drop in, but. They can exploit his approach, but honestly, five is working out really well for Olenek. Um I, I like him there. There's, there's not a great. I mean, Dillard honestly should be hitting two. You can leave yeah, Keenan at exactly. three. You can put Zabowski at four. Dillard at five. Put Zabowski.
0: Nothing more would make me happier than having Zabowski. But you need, you up. need
2: Zabowski to, uh, to be more consistent. Uh, I think Kevin Graham's a really good option against right-handed pitchers for the DH slot. Um, against lefties is a little more complicated. I think you should probably, I mean, if you want to play cockerel, just DH him against lefties. Do not put him in right field. Yeah. Like, I would much rather see Tim Elko in right field, or you put Servideo in right field and you put Adams, uh, at, at second base. Um, Adams is doing pretty well. I mean, Adams is, especially if you leave, like, he's a great, like, nine hole hitter. Um... I don't know. I think the rotation is is good. Uh, I'm I'm worried that they lost the series to Missouri, one of the worst offenses in the league, if not the worst offense. Uh, they have a huge test at Arkansas this weekend. I mean, they could easily get swept. Um, then again, you know, they, they find a way to win the series on the road. It's a huge. They're they you know they're back they're back uh, to being okay. But losing at Missouri is really rough in the SEC. You can't afford that. Um, three and three after two of your easiest series on the year uh the one thing i will say and i've reminded you of this a few times Wes, is obviously they won two of three against bama they lost one game by two or three runs bama did beat arkansas 10 to nothing this past weekend uh in kind of a crazy unexpected game so maybe Bama's better than we thought maybe arkansas is beatable i don't know we're gonna find out this weekend uh it's gonna be i don't know i'm interested to see what happens i don't know if i'm looking forward to it but i'm interested to see the outcome
1: yeah, I mean so that's, that's well, fair. So this lineup only has two
0: 300 hitters right now.
2: Yeah, yeah, they're in a bad slump. Back, going Dude, back to Louisville, that's been a
0: slump since then. Yeah, and the thing is too, they're like they're hitting below as a they're hitting like super super low. I don't know the exact number against they're obviously because the they have a lot of left-handed batters. They're hitting really bad against left-handed pitching, like horribly against left-handed pitching.
2: Yeah, they struggle like against really, really they bad. struggle against lefties. Um that's I think that's why you've seen a lot of because we Missouri has three lefty starters. I think they they've been trying to figure it out. Um let's see, baseball. Are there really only three guys over three hundred John? Uh Olenek, uh Dillard and Keenan are all over three hundred? I haven't looked. Uh, Keenan's at two ninety
1: nine. There's only okay. two. Olenek
2: okay, Keenan Keenan slumped down
1: to three hundred, but I'm talking about
0: starters. Yeah, Yeah,
2: yeah. Um, so well, it's that,
0: like putting in Zach Phillips Sunday against
2: yeah, that was a huge, Missouri, mistake. huge, like huge mistake, and then stuff like that Phillips. all year
0: that I've been just so angry. you could have easily put
2: so could easily put Chiafie in this after a weather delay. Where you have you have to lose Connor uh, Connor Green. You have two on, no outs, uh, and you put in Smith. A, a tie game goes down by four immediately. That was. That was a crazy. I
0: couldn't he, believe he did that. Well, you mean you, you, you put you move Zach Phillips back to the midweek, and until he can prove himself, otherwise, you, you know,
2: I, the only thing I can figure is Zach power. Phillips. Zach Phillips must be like a, a practice all American. the 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 amount of tr- chances he gets, um, that is that was just awful. Uh, yeah. So go ahead. a
1: passenger. That's why he plays.
2: So I will say I will say that Keenan at two ninety nine, he he does have uh, forty RBIs. So I mean I I he's getting it well,
1: done. Hitting aside, Olenek, Dillard, Keenan are getting the job done. Zabowski's, Zabowski's getting, Zabowski.
2: it done. 284, getting it done. Two eighty four is getting
1: it done. Passenger at two sixty is a joke. Uh, his OPS is looks like seven fifty ish. That's that's crap for what he should be doing. That's crap.
2: I think, uh, yeah, I, I think the biggest problem with Kessinger, in, in addition to defensive errors that just can't happen, is situational hitting. I mean, uh, let's see, he has what? He, he only has 17 RBIs. Um, he has 19 to be fair. But I feel like he's had a lot more opportunities. I mean, some of the good news is Cooper Johnson hitting 273 is is still much improved from last year. Um, he has a uh, over 700 OPS. I'm um, sure video also needs to get that average up, but his on base is uh, up at 447, so that's pretty good. He's doing a good job bleeding off. Um, well, here's
0: the thing too with the uh, the bullpen, it's like you 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 have a lot of bodies back there, but you just don't have people that yeah. can come in like and effectively relieve. You know, I it's like I, did, can... I
2: haven't mentioned Knox LaPoser, the freshman. He's a he's become an option at DH as well as a righty. So that's something to keep an eye on. He's hitting oh well, that's yeah, those Him two and guys, Graham, can like, do a sophomore good job.
0: year, they. Should, yeah, they could, they they yeah. could pop, both of them together It's just going to be a power. You assume Cooper
2: will be gone after this year. Um, yeah, so LaPoser could is probably the starter next year at catchers. That's going to be interesting. Um, but I do feel good about the rotation right now. With I think Etheridge and Akazi are a really good one too. Uh, and then I mean Hoagland, he struggled. He has a, he has a four ERA. That's not terrible for oh, a well, freshman. That's, in the I'm, SEC. I'm
0: not mad about that because I mean he's a
2: freshman, you know. The I mean, problem I think is Ole Miss struggle, has so. to hit on Sunday as well. Like you're yeah. going you're going worse versus worse on starters. Ole Miss, if you have this great offense, you got to hit too. And I think, yeah, going up against three lefties is part of it. I think they're in a slump. They need to get their head straight. Um, but they need to start hitting because the schedule's not getting easier. It's it's getting harder um yeah, just... the
0: thing is though is what makes me so angry is like it seems like they're pressing and they're playing like yeah, tight which might is yeah. super tight i mean going into that stadium last year you could feel like the tension in the yeah. air mm-hmm. i mean and then too like when we were down they stopped the game for a second they announced like Ryan rollison going to the rockies yeah it's kind of like that was it, it just kind of kind of mess with the flow i'm like huh well i mean i understand it i guess but i was kind of like, oh, you know yeah oh, whatever and he was um, like you know on his phone the whole time <laughs> no, i remember
2: honestly shocked that uh that they got the win last night in memphis in auto zone park but it's a 9-6 and they got arkansas on friday at 8 uh saturday at 3 sunday at one thirty. um north alabama is the midweek and then florida comes to oxford the thing is florida is not looking uh not looking that great. They lost two out of three to State and they got swept, I believe, by Vandy. Um so that's 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 good news, I guess, for their prospects at least in that series. They should be able to at least win yeah, two of those. Didn't
0: Florida win the title last year? Did they win the Charles World series or is it no,
2: year before? No. Last year was when Arkansas almost won it and then Oregon that's State. That's right, Oregon state. Oregon state. I'm thinking state of
0: the year won. before. They they beat LSU. The, the year I before is when they had
2: those crazy they had like three number one starters, right? They were crazy.
0: Yeah, but they were really good last year. I figured they lost a lot of their guys, obviously the draft. I mean uh-huh. like they had but, that really good starting pitcher that was really tall. Yeah. That was like really, really good. And they had another. they had like that one, two Friday, Saturday punch, and they had like a really some... good I think uh yeah. India, right? Yeah. Jonathan N. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was like – he got drafted too. I mean, he was, he was a beast. So, I mean, I figured like Florida's sort one of those years All
1: Cray, where- she's got a 5.62-yard and a 1.6 whip. So, is he totally useless this year? I mean, I mean, honestly,
2: I was shocked that he was able to get the save last night. I think he has had some blow-up innings. Uh, I don't know if he's useless yet, but I think he, he has a long way to go to be the – that they thought he was going to be, I guess. He, the, the good news is they haven't had to use him a ton because either the games have been out of reach or they've Ole Miss has been up by a good amount. Like I don't, I don't think he's he shouldn't be fatigued at least not from Ole Miss. I mean he did pitch over the summer for Team USA. I wish none of our players would do that. That's just stupid, especially closers. But uh, I, he hasn't been used a ton this year. How many innings has he thrown? Let's see. I'll get back to the stats. Uh, uh let's see
1: where's it? Uh, sorry, where's it? It's here? gotta be on there somewhere. Hey.
2: He- yeah, he's thrown um, at
1: least one a week. Not that many. That's not a so ton, Austin though. Miller, so Austin Miller is one point one four ERA, and a, he's, he's doing well. A a whip below point nine.
2: And look, Austin Miller's thrown twenty three innings. Like he's he's been the go to guy.
0: Yeah, because like the no the Mike doesn't have anybody else. No, Connor Green at fifteen. And, and Connor Green's been uh really good. Well, yeah, as it's, well. it's been it's been pretty much it been the starting pitcher than either Austin Miller they or Connor need, Green. They need that's... Max. They need Max Yofi to
2: step up. They need um, Taylor Broadway to step up. And if Zach Phillips is is gonna be in the bullpen, we're gonna need him to eat up some innings at some point and not get destroyed like he did. And his you know his confidence has to be just completely destroyed at this point. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Um, Roth actually looks like he's like he's coming back, and there's rumors that uh that he, Greer Greer Holston is recovering from his injury, so maybe he could do something uh, to contribute here. But I think Roth looked much better uh, against Missouri this past weekend. Obviously, he's got a big ERA, but I think that's just from some early outings. Um, this team
1: looks like a 15 and 15 SEC team on stat sheet.
2: Yeah, I think that's fair. They're three and three right now. So so far, it's it's tracking the best teams they've played. Uh, they got shut down by ECU and they lost two games at Louisville. Um this weekend going to Arkansas is, is gonna be better than either of those teams, you would think. Um, it's gonna be a huge test. Like I said, they could easily get swept. So we're gonna find out. You know, it, maybe maybe some players step up. You still I mean, Thomas Dillard still has what, nine home runs? And like we mentioned, uh Tyler Keenan has seven and forty RBIs. Like they got some leaders you would think on the offensive side. So you know maybe they can maybe they can loosen up a little bit through the middle of the schedule. I was gonna say uh, they got a chance here after Arkansas. You get Florida at home. You get Kentucky at home. You can right the ship a little bit there before you have to play A and M. Uh, and then I think State. I clicked off the schedule, but I you know we'll we'll see. All you can do is keep watching and keep fielding uh, very depressed text messages from West End if you're me. Oh, they play at Auburn after Kentucky. Uh, and then am and then at lSU and they get stayed in Oxford, and then at Tennessee to the end of the season so you know i there's definitely I think reasons to watch I'm enjoying watching guys like Dillard uh, although like I said Dillard's been tight and slumping lately his average has dropped way down um, but I still believe he can turn around he's a he's a great hitter um I, I really need them to clean the defense up i just that's the most frustrating thing for me errors at shortstop. Cockrell in right field, uh, just stupid errors in the infield. Adams can make some errors. They don't need to play second base. Uh, you know that's just that's that's not going to win many games if you're a shitty defensive team. So it is what it is. Looks like the game on Friday is uh, on ESPNU, and the game on Saturday
0: is on SEC Network. So just uh, for the record, there. Well, you know I've been on the uh, Bianco hate train, but I'll tell been. you who we should get if. He doesn't work out, and I'm not going to say Dan McDonald, so don't go there. Well, he's not coming. He's not coming. <laughs> well, so. I know that, and that's stupid to think we can get him. Yeah. That's pretty dumb. I, what, what I would do is I would go and talk to some of the assistants at either t- – TCU under Jim Slossnagle or uh, Virginia, there's a couple of assistant coaches that are on the rise that are like considered like elite in college baseball. I, I just, would talk to one of them.
2: I don't think Ole Miss fans are going to be happy with hiring an assistant unless it's and, and why what, would do you go
0: the assistant route?
2: Hire Godwin. Hire Godwin. Why not?
0: I mean, that's obviously yeah. That's what I'm going to say. Like, that's what Ole Miss, what Ole Miss fans too. are. I'm gonna just ask saying. For that. Yeah, I mean, I mean, why not? Why wouldn't you talk to an elite assistant? I still, I still assistant? think
2: that that Bianco is going to do just West, enough West. to retire at Ole Miss.
0: Where do you rank the? job Wes like in the SEC or overall in the country or overall. both I mean top I think it's 20? like top 20 yeah I would say like I would you know maybe like 13 or 14 like, yeah at, at
2: highest I would say anywhere from 15 to 20 probably because I, of the scholarships you worse,
1: top 20 job and you're gonna go hire an assistant
2: He's, Wes, well, Wes I, believes in gambling and, and, and getting a big payoff but there's a good chance you hire an assistant that's shit I, I mean, mean it's, it's just, it's, I, I,
0: I, but I'm I, Job tomorrow. Okay, so I was saying, the the hitting coach at UVA is like one of the best coaches. College considered one of the like he's there. He's on that level. He's considered uh, one of the best hitting coaches in college baseball in Virginia. You talk to him. You talk to the pitching coach. TCU is
1: the hitting coach. <laughs>
0: I mean, I, that's okay. That'd be great. I don't think he's going to leave Virginia yeah. unless it's for a head gig. i do not to fire Bianco to hire a damn assistant. Well, I don't, this is the thing, John. Is what I'm saying is he's not going to leave. He's not going to leave. I think VBA Godwin's probably
2: the floor and the ceiling, honestly. I think it's probably going to be like a Godwin level hire.
1: we put Godwin in a case of Vaseline and we got our a team.
0: Let's that'd go. Yeah, sort of, fine, there you man. go. That's my next point. It's like, <laughs> you should talk to him because he was the one that told Bianco to chill the hell out. Yeah. Get yeah. everybody to loosen their butthole, with their sphincters, and you know we went to Omaha.
2: And like obviously, um, obviously, Godwin's playing at his alma mater, right? But it's not; it's still ACU, It's not the SEC.
0: Um, well, I think I, honestly, I think if he gets him to Omaha, he'll probably he probably leave for another like big, like power five, like base big baseball program. Yeah, like, so even I, more. The thing about than, the
2: job is, I think it's 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 obviously top five in support and attendance. I think it's probably top five in facilities. The reason it's a fifteenth job in the country is the, the scholarships. scholarships. Yeah, scholarships are tough. You're obviously you're in the hardest division in the country, um, but that also means you know you have the RPI help and you also have the uh, the fan support. So yeah, and I would I would say it's like fifteenth.
0: I, I want to find somebody too that can effectively, obviously, like the scholarship thing is 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 the issue, but I also want to find somebody that can go out and scout and find like more like in the cases to fill a roster with yeah well you know what i mean like 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 from top to bottom a 35-man roster i want that obviously you can't use everybody but mm-hmm. i want like you know obviously some of the guys aren't going to get a full party at 11.7 but you'll still have guys well, I think, on the roster look at, that are able to pay their way in figure out really figure out
2: what state does figure out what state does because they don't miss a beat they go to the college world series as the interim coach they hire a random guy from what indiana and they're they oh, have no, like they have like two losses uh, he's really
0: good though because he was an assistant he was an assistant under mcdonald at yeah, louisville for a few is, years yeah. he's he's, he's so, a really good coach
2: whatever state is doing try to figure that out as far as roster building because obviously their roster is sick the success they've had under all these different coaches uh, well, the last i just want i just years. want
0: like a deep i just want year after year i get so frustrated because i want a deep Bullpen oh, like with guys, a stable oh, guys know that you can throw in there and trust. You know you
2: get frustrated, with us. And I think they have some of those guys, but we need guys like I said, like Chaffee to step up. Um, well, I
0: want guys that are coming like with. Ice in their it's okay, base, they got so, like, Caleb Pills. We, like, Pill. we got Caleb Pills. We got Yeah, I mean Pill. he's going to be good, but no, he's not going to be good now. I mean he he's is. okay, but he's still a freshman. Like I, I mean I want that's I want to okay. win with this with these juniors now. Well, I want I don't want, know I wanna, if that's going to happen. We'll
2: see. But if that does happen, like I said, I'm going to work on. A punishment for you u.s that you have to agree to if these guys do win and go to omaha because i think it would be funny with uh, how you're all in on that the team sucks
0: i mean I, I, the thing is I, I don't you would accept that you would accept going to omaha and you have to somehow oh Cura? absolutely god yes i would i'm just saying like right now because the pitch in the bullpen overall it really sucks and yeah. nobody can really like help well, out in high every situation it's, okay. it's okay it's like it's okay you know it's okay mm. don't get don't get too worked up it's okay also gonna, we're gonna keep watching what the coach the baseball coach at ucf greg lovelady he's really good okay noted noted but uh, the
2: the the question is can we find this is what i think why you're really upset was can we find a kermit davis level replacement for mike bianco to come in and that's
0: what
2: I, that, and that's what i said that's what you're upset you, about because that's that why is, you're upset yes. You think they can do it for
1: basketball?
2: Is there a state grad coaching a – Yeah, uh, the guy uh, – well, it's not a state grad, but he was a state coach, right? The guy at Auburn? Butch Thompson? Oh, Butch
0: Thompson. He's from uh, Fulton. He's from Inawamba County. He's pretty good. Originally. Yeah, I know he coached at Inawamba Junior College for a few years and then bounced around, obviously moved up the ranks, got the assistant job at State, and then now – head coach at Auburn but yeah you know, he's he's a he's a good coach he's a really good coach
2: but obviously yeah. hiring an SEC coach is not like hiring a Kermit Davis um we need to find a coach that had NCAA problems in his past but is well respected and uh gets mid-majors to the tournament just follow the exact Kermit blueprint for every sport
0: and that's what Greg
2: do doing at UCF well, there you go right all right there you go that's and your Cliff that's Godwin. your Wesson insider tip and Cliff Godwin that's your Wesson insider tip yeah he went to didn't ECU get Omaha? They just went to the super regional.
0: Well, they got because they played a really good right. Texas A and M squad. Right, I mean, they right, they right. like they at least won one game, but they lost the rubber match. Uh huh. Um, but I mean, he, this, he was his first. It was his first year at ECU to get onto a super, which is yeah, crazy. ECU, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. yeah. So he's a that's
2: that's who I definitely think a lot of Ole Miss fans would want. So.
0: And the thing is, too, John Cliff Godwin is on the elite. That that assistant at UVA is like the elite. He's on that elite Cliff. Godwin-esque level, like being assistant coach that Cliff Godwin was when he was under Mike at Ole Miss. I mean, he's like, you know, there he if he's gonna if there's gonna well, be anybody getting a gig in the next I couple still, years somewhere, it's gonna be that guy.
2: I still think that Bianca will do just enough to uh, to retire at Ole Miss 15 years from now, and Lesson will continue being very unhappy. I'm sorry about that, buddy. That's that's life, though. What can you do?
0: Well, I mean, with basketball, probably just yeah. Not. You're
2: right. <laughs> this is a basketball podcast. We're at basketball school. Looking forward to uh, next November. That's for sure. Uh, we decided before the show we're not going to talk about spring football. Uh, John actually forgot that Rich Rodriguez was the offensive coordinator, <laughs> uh, which is fine. There's no shame in that. I have no idea when the Grove Bowl is. Um, I don't know how practice is going. I don't know what the depth chart looks like. It's but, next um, weekend, I believe. If you're into that sort of thing, uh, good for you. Enjoy it. Um, I hope this is a good spring it's going well for you. I uh, can't really get too excited about it. I don't know. I think obvious reasons, the way the last few seasons have gone.
0: Well, is there a line on the Memphis I mean, John's game?
2: not, but... Is there a line on what game? The
0: Memphis game. I thought, uh, I think Memphis yeah, I think is there is
2: now. Memphis is favored in every game, I think, including that game.
0: Mm-hmm. I think so. At least, like, what I mean, was, I don't... You know what, I, do what now? What were you saying? Go ahead. I, I was saying, like, you know, I understand the advertising. I'm almost there, but I'm, I'm at least, like, with the coaching hires. It, I'm at least, like, intrigued.
2: You want to see what they do, yeah.
0: Yeah, exactly. I mean, I just want to see what they do. I mean, the guy that Luke hired to replace John Summerall, I think, is, is pretty solid. It's from I uh, think he's a good coach. It's from, North Texas under right, Trail. Right, right. And he coached, he was a grad assistant under Champ in Texas.
2: No, it's, I think Lucas has made some interesting good hires. I mean, that's why it kind of sucks that he gets so much Freeze baggage, whether it's the coaches or the roster or the NCAA sanctions. Like, Freeze has had to deal with everything. Uh, I mean, it's
0: crazy this sounds. You know, I'm actually, like, I'm okay with the Tyrone Knicks. Because, I mean, like, think about, like, you know, Cody Pruitt and CJ Johnson and yeah. Sidarius Bird and Mike mm-hmm. Mary and DT Shackleford. Like, he recruited all those guys, you know, before they really Bird, after the second Brian. Cotton Bowl.
2: Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I mean, at least, like, <laughs> Freeze won with, I, I think Freeze is overall, like, a better coach than Nutt. But I mean, Freeze won with the talent Nutt recruited. Yeah. And Tyrone Knicks, um, and, and the thing is, Tyrone Nix too, when he was here, like, um, he got, like, we pretty much got all, like, Moncrief and all those guys, like, in State. Like, State didn't get anybody. Mm-hmm. It's crazy that you, like, oh Miss. CJ Nick Johnson. Brassel.
2: That was a good recruit. Nick, Nick Brassel, yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tobias, oh,
0: Tobias Singleton. Oh, Tobias. I don't know what he's doing these days. I don't know.
2: I don't mm. know. That's yeah. a, that's an interesting thought to leave it on. Um, all right, guys. We will stop there for now. Any closing thoughts, Weston?
0: Uh, just looking forward to the tournament games this weekend and how crazy the SEC in basketball is going to be with all these new coaching hires. Yeah, I'm looking just forward just to next year the
2: watch. SEC for sure. Uh, John, you got any last words for the folks? Rich Rodriguez is our offensive coordinator.
1: Yeah. And uh, uh, Mike McIntyre is the uh, defensive coordinator.
2: It's news to you, huh? Yes, it is. Interesting. Well, <laughs> that's, that's something to think about. That's food for thought, guys. Uh, of course, thanks for listening. Uh, head over to our website, lancersafterdark.com. If you have anything uh, you would like publish on there, you check out Austin's article. If you want to write something, you got an opinion to share, you can send it my way. Uh, send it to lancersafterdark at gmail.com and I'll get back with you. Uh, we will not pay you, but we will publish it and we might even tweet it if uh, it's cool. Um, thanks to Sean Ray for uh, being our webmaster that can help us get this up, up on there. He actually has a really cool wordpress theme going now it's easy even i can make posts on there it's pretty cool drag stuff around it's fun um of course thanks to our sponsors my bookie and tick splits uh check them out use our codes uh thanks to armchairallamericans.com uh like i said already thanks to you if you like the show uh rate review us on itunes that'd be great leave a little review help people find the show um yeah i think that's it uh, i guess we'll stop there for now for John for Wesson, I'm Justin. Thanks for listening, guys. We'll talk to you again next week. Love
0: is a bad word. You're
2: holding, holding your tongue with me. You're causing a state of emergency need your voice right now To wash away my doubt You're holding, holding your tongue Like love's a bad word